Welcome to the Tradies in Business podcast with your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone and grab a brew as Waz and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade. Helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business. Happy day, Coxie and listeners. That was such a terrible introduction. It's a bit weak, I'm going to admit. It's one of your finest. After, after more than, I don't even know what episodes we're up to. I think we we're approaching 500 or something. Well, we can't be too far. We were going to, as usual, create a, a nice big event for our 500th episode and I just can't see that happening anymore. We should do a big in-person event, Coxie. Be great if you and I could even just get together as business partners in the one place at the one time, and not via Zoom, wouldn't it? We'll have to find a remote outback location that's not in lockdown where we can both fly in and out of. Don't think anybody will take, well, at least me, out of a Burke? red hot red spot. Yeah, no. Uh, and I, g'day, listeners, how are you? I, um, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, but the ones I listen to when they have the same intro over and over and over with the same ad rolls and the same cheesy introduction to the episode, I get a bit bored. So I'm hoping that my piss poor effort this morning has really just invigorated everyone's listening pleasure by making it different. Maybe it's time we get a new jingle. Ooh. It's what, three and a half years old, four years old now. Maybe it's time for a new jingle, new voice, keep fresh. Wow. There's a topic, listeners, we need your input on. Yeah. <laughs> need to jump into the Tradies and Business Facebook group. We'll pop up this episode, and if you could comment on there, do we need a new jingle? Let us know your thoughts. Who would we get to do it, Coxie? I don't know. Sometimes Someone I think famous. maybe you and I need to do it. Oh, what, us singing? I'm not going to sing in public. Can you play a, a musical instrument? I can play several, as a matter of fact. Uh, you did not know that, PG-rated? Aren't they? Are. <laughs> I can play guitar, I can play drums, I can play piano. So you could do like a three-piece musical background and I'll sing like, you know, a bit of, I don't know who I sound like, probably um, nobody, actually. Like nobody good. Super grapply like Jimmy Barnes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I was thinking, what's that, Stevens guy? He, he did the front man for In Excess for a little Oh, John while. Stevens. John Stevens, that's it, yeah. Yeah, yeah anyway. Uh, we'll, we'll start our own it. super group. <laughs> I can see all of our listeners sitting in their various cars or walking around on site or listening with the kids running around their feet, rolling their eyes, thinking, would these two just get on with it? Please don't sing, don't form a band, just yeah. deliver us from me we'll give us some information. <laughs> What's the teaching? What's the teaching opportunity today, Was and Nick? And can you please give me something of value <laughs> so I can turn it off and go back to Triple M? Do they listen to Triple M? Hey, there's another debate. I'm I not. A, they do. I'm not. I'm. I'm a Triple J listener. I'd like yeah, to yeah. know what you guys listen to. And in fact, I barely listen to the radio anymore. If I do now, it's always Triple J, or maybe embarrassingly ABC Radio on the AM because I don't mind the talk back. It's a bit like a live podcast. <laughs> it's it's too much self improvement. Well, they don't do a lot of self improvement. They're pretty touchy feely over on ABC Radio. Mm. Uh, I don't think oh, we're, we're pretty touchy-feely, Coxie. You're touchy-feely. I'm cuddly. All right. We're both touchy-feely. Yeah, there you go. That involves physical contact. It does. As long as, you, <laughs> so long as you've got appropriate PPE on. 
I do recall at our Sydney event, there was one one of our clients who were a bit like, oh, shit, she's coming. Oh, no, what do I do? Because, <laughs> you know, if you're a client of ours and we get to meet you in the flesh, you're coming in for a hug whether you like it or not. Yeah, I see your personal space and I'm about to invade it. Forewarned <laughs> <laughs> is forearmed. Which uh, completely unscripted and unplanned on a fabulous Monday morning, Coxie. Uh, speaking about, I guess, different people's spaces and dynamics within relationships. I had a cracking session with one of our tradiepreneurs this morning. Oh, yes. Talking about just that, actually, is is that we're not all the same. Unfortunately, uh, not. <laughs> and I read a, a post from someone I know over in Canada over the weekend. Uh, I accidentally ended up on social media for about <laughs> seven minutes, which was seven minutes too long. And... Um, I've I have actually done a lot of pruning in the last three months uh, of either unfollowing or just snoozing a whole lot of people that it might seem petty and uh, the analogy I used this morning was you know fruit trees for those of us that have stone fruit trees or uh, apple trees or whatever uh, you do some pruning for the health of the tree overall and that way it grows in the shape that you want and it, it it bears fruit and it's productive and it's a very important part of having fruit trees and i feel like relationships and our consumption of of media and stuff should have a similar approach where you know we review every once in a while what we're consuming and what shape our, our media consumption is in and do a bit of pruning so i've done some pruning of late uh, <laughs> so that i don't infect my thoughts with things that don't serve you listeners that don't serve my family anyway i was reading a post about how you know we're all different and we all have different opinions and that should be celebrated and i think a lot of us forget that in business we go about our business almost mindlessly assuming that people think the way we do that they they make purchasing decisions the way we do and they they approach paying invoices the way we do. And and I think it's actually quite dangerous because, well, dangerous, that's probably an overstatement. I'm starting to sound like the mainstream media. Um, but <laughs> but it's, uh, it's problematic, Coxie, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because not everybody has the same morals and ethics and values as me, thank goodness. And for me to think that someone would pay their bill just because it's due is going to set me up for disappointment and frustration mm. and anger and negative feelings. And then that's going to flow onto my family and my health and the way I run my business and my interactions with my staff. And I think a lot of us don't realize how important those little hurts or, or wounds become mm. in the rest of our life. Uh, now, I've just taken us down a very deep rabbit hole, Coxie. Would you like to come so with me? I'm going to bring it back. Sure. I'm going to say <laughs> this is a big reason why um, in the Tradepreneur program we use the client avatar tool. It's a great way to highlight that our customers don't think like that. There are some really thought-provoking, somewhat mind-bending questions in there for you to start to think like your customer. For example, what sort of values do they hold around social media? Mm. What do they think about uh, insurances and some other world mm, topical questions around stuff that some people make a choice about and others don't? Mm. Um, they're they're mind-bending questions. They get you really scratching your head, really struggling to understand why we even ask those questions. And the big reason why we ask those questions is so that you can start to understand 
the kind of assumptions that your client is likely to make, the, mm. the kind of language you, you need to use when you're speaking with them about your product or your service or on social media or within your sales process at all so that we are relating to them and beginning to understand them. And then we don't need to make assumptions because we've, we're, we're far more educated in the kind of person they are and the way they're going to interact with us as a business owner. So I think it's it's we all make assumptions based on our own set of values and our own set of reasonings and the filter that we view life from. And it is pretty disheartening to understand that others don't necessarily feel the same way um, or look at things the same way that we do. And I guess, you know, making sure that we understand that by having an avatar for our ideal client or clients, most businesses have several avatars, we can do the same for our team members. So we're hiring around value rather than skill level. You can teach skill. We talk Mm. about that frequently. If we've got the same values on the team, our team tends to move through any trouble or, or difficult times together in the same way because we all have that same value that we're bringing to the table it can make for a far more positive environment than if we've overlooked that really simple step to overlook or not think about. Yeah, it's it's interesting you talk about the customer thing, Coxie, and the avatar. <clears throat> I think one of the things that people don't uh, hold consciously is that we tend to surround ourselves with people like us in our life, in our personal life. Our friends, maybe not our family, some of our family members we probably wish they weren't around us, but um, <laughs> we probably limit our time to those people naturally. You know, we tend to spend more time with the family members that we feel more of an affinity with. We have more things in common with and less with the others. Mm-hmm. Same with our friends. We, we become friends with people that mm-hmm. we like. You know, It's about that commonality and common interests or common beliefs or opinions about things. And I guess sometimes that can create a bit of an echo chamber. So we have a view of the world based on the people we surround ourselves with because they all back up our opinions and our views and we think that everyone should think like us. Mm. And the reality is that's not reality. (laughs) So when we go out looking for customers, it's probably natural for a lot of us to assume that, well, other people are going to be like us because, well, all Mm. my friends are like me and my family members that I like, they're like me and they think like me. They make purchasing decisions like me. Uh, but that's not actually what you're going to come across with customers or even team members. And I think you know, if we look more broadly at what's going on in the world at the moment, I think a lot of people are finding it difficult to accept that there are differences of opinion about things and that it's possible to live in a society, in a community where we have diversity of opinion and even within business, you know, some people will place more importance on the financial aspects of a business, cash flow forecasting, budgeting, uh, you know, profit tracking, productivity, all those sorts of measurements, because that's the that's their lens that they see business through. That's how they've got results in business before. Someone else might place more value or importance on perhaps some of the qualitative aspects of business around perhaps your branding and your culture within your team and you know, the tone of voice that you use in your business, neither one is right or wrong. It's just those pers- those people's experience and where they've seen results come from. And I think, sorry, Coxie, when chasing customers, you know, we've got to be open to a broader idea of being able to relate to people despite those differences or perhaps because of them, you know, and we still have something to offer those people. 
I have seen a tremendous amount of this on the other side of the fence um, through social media for the most part, observing. I'm a member of quite a few groups that observes client behaviour. So it's talking about uh, it gives me the opportunity to understand not our clients, trades and business clients, but my previous clients with the construction company. And I'm seeing an awful lot of clients get very upset because of price changes around their contracts or delays with materials, creating delays on site or the labor shortage, or of course the the lockdowns creating havoc for sites and how that works. And I'm seeing consistently businesses not explaining and being clear with clients proactively around what all this looks like and what it results for them. And so therefore they're making grand assumptions about what they feel is right and wrong. And that means they dig their heels in. So currently, I, I just this morning, there was a conversation around uh, a client who's decided not to build, move ahead with a builder. And they've decided not to move ahead with the builder, even though we've gotten all the way through to the other side of DA approval, which is quite a significant cost. Um, so the, the builder has, rightly so, said, that's okay, we can terminate the contract, no problems. These are the, the costs associated um, this is the bill that you will need to pay to do so. And the client is digging the heels in the ground and saying, no way, I'm not paying all that money because my assumption is, to use their words, my assumption is it only costs this much for an architect. It only costs this much to go through this process. It only costs this much to go through this process. Now, you, I, I, I understand as business owners, we don't like to hear it. The person at fault here really is the builder because they haven't communicated in a way that the client can understand therefore taken away the opportunity for these assumptions. We don't like that. It doesn't feel good. But it's important to remember or end, it's important to remember that our clients, just like us, also make assumptions. So mm. our job as the business owner is to ensure that we've communicated well enough early enough so they have an understanding around what something's going to look like. Such a great point. Not everybody communicates and assimilates information the way we do. No. We don't expect, well... Maybe you do, listeners, expect our kids, if you've got them, to grasp concepts the way we do as adults. They don't understand the ways of the world like we do. That's, you know, they don't understand why we have to check in and out and sanitize our hands and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, it, it's up to us as adults in that relationship or certainly in our role, perhaps if I change the language up a little bit, our role in that relationship is one of taking responsibility for that because our kids yeah. can't and shouldn't and i think i think we again we sort of push responsibility onto the other person in a relationship for not understanding something when really it's up to us to communicate it in a way that they can understand and appreciate that not everybody gets things the way we do. Perhaps they don't have the experience that we do. You know, they've not come across that before. They've read something elsewhere that gave them that idea. And it's up to us, as I said to our Tradepreneur uh, member this morning, you need to ask better questions. Mm. You need to ask more questions and better questions to get a better understanding about what's their understanding. Mm. Otherwise, as the business owner, you're going to make assumptions about what the client should be doing or what's right, in inverted commas, and what's right is often very different to what's reality. Mm. And we can either complain about it and, you know, make it the other person's fault or we can take ownership and accountability for our own results in life and go, well, you know what, I didn't explain it in a way that they understood. That's on me. Rather than saying, well, they didn't bloody listen to me or, you know, 
flaming clients. They they never understand all this stuff. It's like, well, is there maybe a common element going on there? <laughs> Sucks being a business owner, doesn't it? Listening to the Tradies and Business podcast and you've got to work on yourself all the time. It never stops. Well, we could call this like the Be a Better Human podcast, Coxie. We could. We'd probably lose all our tradie listeners. <laughs> but that's really what great humans. They are. And that's so much of getting results or, or better results in business. I mean, I think I think a lot of what we talk about here on the podcast is is could be classed as not being specifically business related and yet to be better at business you've got to be a better human. Absolutely. They're so entwined. I think I think mainstream media or just Life educates us to think that we can separate business and our home life or our personal lives, and it's BS. It's a crop. Can't exist. You can't. You cannot. There's not a physical switch you can turn off in your brain, and there's no way to stop those thoughts from coming in in your personal time or vice versa. If I, I challenge any of you, if you've had a fight with the Mister or the Missus going to work the next day, do you stop thinking about it? Hell no. Plays on your mind all day long, trying to figure out what went wrong or what you got to do or bloody hell, I'm. Very cranky. I'm trying not to swear. Um, so you can't. They're always intertwined. It doesn't matter whether you're working for somebody else or you are a business owner. You're always going to be thinking about aspects of your day or aspects of your business or aspects of what you do and how you do it. So I think the sooner that we recognise that they go hand in hand, the more relaxed we can become about some of these thoughts that we have or assumptions again that we make that we can have separation between the two because it's a crock. So another assumption, Coxie, is that um, our listeners, well, I suppose have an opinion about our show. Uh, I guess you know I assume things about what our what our listeners want to hear, and rather than me make those assumptions, listeners, you could do what Coxie was talking about earlier. Uh, go and join the Trades and Business Facebook group. And it's a private group on Facey. You just have to be a tradie and prove it by answering three really complicated questions like, <laughs> are you a tradie? Which tradie, which trade are you? <laughs> and don't join if you're not a tradie. Uh, but you can join the group and tell us what you think. Um, jump over there. You can join a whole bunch of cool conversations. Um, you can give us your opinion in absolute safety because it is a private group. There is still a place on social media where you can uh, share an opinion and you won't get banned by Facebook or blocked or hated on or anything. Uh, we do moderate the group. But, um, yeah, go join the group, anyone waffling, and um, tell us what you think. Do you have an opinion? What do you want to hear us talk about? Are you getting value from the sessions? Whatever you like, uh, go and let us know over there and join more than 2,000 other trade business owners doing the same thing. I don't think that's going to help you, Coxie. No. <laughs> Coxie's video has gone fuzzy. It has gone fuzzy. She's just taken her glasses off. <laughs> my glasses are off because I don't need them. I can't see anything anyway. I may as well stay blind. Uh, so thanks for listening. Uh, we hope you're doing okay in whatever stage of uh, the new abnormality that you're in in Australia or New Zealand. Um, thanks for listening to the show and we'll bring you some more episodes this week. Hooray. You've been listening to the Tradies and Business podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Find out more about today's guest, tools for your trade business and other cool stuff at tradiesandbusiness.com.au.